Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the third episode into the new series called Real or Not Real Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm focusing on the social media facade of what's real and what isn't. As you've probably heard and know, social media is a highlight reel. We put out the best versions of ourselves, our achievements, milestones, victories, celebratory moments on social media, and I want to debate a few topics on this very facade. In this episode called Mental Health, hashtag to share or not to share, I'll talk about how social media affects our mental health through comparisons, body image and weight, the idea of what perfection is supposed to look like, and more. I also touch on knowing when to unfollow someone for your mental health. I've been doing this more recently, but I've enjoyed sharing bits and pieces of what's been going on with my life lately. So before I go into the episode, I wanted to catch you up on my life happenings. Ever since Cancun, I've been itching to travel more. With things opening up, New York City feels like it did pre-pandemic. Tourists are popping up everywhere, and I mean everywhere I turn. There are lines. Bars are open. Clubs are open. Music is blasting everywhere on the streets. People are out and about, and it's truly feeling like a New York City summer. So my friend Natty and I went upstate this past weekend for her collaboration with Nyack Hotel. And I will say, I had a great time conversing with new people, exploring a new town, and just trying to stay off my phone as much as possible. It was truly the energy of the people in that hotel that made the trip enjoyable. Natty and I got to run seven miles the day we left, and that was also very freeing to be able to run in a new location. Though, we both thought we were going to die from the heat, and other reasons, you know, like staying up and drinking till midnight. You live and you learn though, right? (laughs) All jokes aside, the weekend trip was a memorable one, and we made it back home safe and sound. There's also a lot that's been on my mind too. Things I'm unsure of sharing, and things I want to keep private for my own sake. Things I'm dealing with mentally. Things I've been trying to move on from. Things that don't even need to make it to the internet because you don't have to share everything that you think and everything that you do. Something I've taken into account even more since the pandemic. I've found this sense of relief and comfort with keeping things to myself and enjoying that very notion because even though I'm a public person, there's a lot that many of you don't see. Which brings me to the episode because today's title mentions mental health, hashtag to share or not to share. And the hashtag part is what I want to emphasize because I think there are a lot of things where we feel hesitant to share because of one, what people think, and two, how it affects us personally and professionally. We might be hesitant to share how we feel or what we're going through because it directs attention towards us. All eyes on you kind of thing. It can be daunting, 
to have someone in indirectly want to know more about your life or what you're sharing. Even to the point where you start to question if they are judging you or sharing it to others to make fun of you or some other reason that makes you regret even sharing it in the first place and crawl back into your hole. And I think many of us have been there or have had these thoughts. Sharing something that makes you vulnerable comes at your own time and your own pace. If you rush it because you want X or Y to see it, or because everyone is currently on Instagram and you know you'll get the most views and likes, you're not going to truly feel what you're wanting to feel or what you're wanting to get out of it. That little twinge of victory that you did something for yourself that makes you proud. The intent should be when you're truly ready. And if you don't feel the need to or want to share, then that's okay too. You don't have to share everything that happens to you. I promise. No one is going to die if you don't share the avocado toast you had this morning. Keep a few things sacred to you and your own eyes. I promise you. That's helped me immensely with balancing social media professionally and personally. The first thing I want to bring up on how social media affects our mental health is through comparisons. When we scroll through social media, we're instantly peering into a snapshot of someone else's life. With something like Instagram, you'll find yourself in an endless scroll of seeing what everyone else is doing. You'll pick up on what destinations people are traveling to, what people are eating, what people are buying, what people think, and so forth. Basically, taking in a lot of noise. I call it background noise because it's a constant stream of additional info that does not play a key role in your life. Essentially, social media is a platform where people can be nosy without having to ask, if you think about it. It's a quick and easy way to see what someone is up to without communicating with them. So it's no wonder that in the sea of endless scrolling, we'll eventually find ourselves comparing our successes to others. We'll start to nitpick on what our version of success is based on what others comment on someone else's post. I'm so proud of you for running the marathon. Boom. That automatically lets your mind know that running a marathon makes others proud. Instant gratification to run the marathon because, quote, that is what success looks like to some. Or how about this one? You quit your 9-to-5 job and you're starting your own business. You are goals. For some, that kind of comment could make people question whether they are not successful because they have a 9-to-5 job. But with social media... It all depends on how you look at it, right? What kind of lens are you looking through? The lens of comparison? The lens of sensitivity? I found that the more I'm focused on what everyone else is doing, the more I start to lose sight of what my own successes and goals are. I start to get comfortable with the idea that success is only deemed as success when someone compliments or congratulates me on it. This reminds me of how I used to feel like with likes on Instagram. I still feel this way sometimes, but there were times when I would sit there and look at my Instagram post I just uploaded and question whether it was a good post or not because the likes were so low in the beginning. 
it made me question if my content was good enough, if I was good enough. And it became this vicious cycle of trying to tear myself down to justify why something wasn't, quote, working in my eyes. And along with successes, we'll compare our achievements too. I know I keep using running as an example, but truthfully, it's mainly what I'm always thinking about nine times out of ten. So anyway, the point is, we'll question our accomplishments because we're so focused on the number. More miles, shorter pace, and we'll lose track of the fact that we had set our own goals and achieved them. I'm not gonna lie, when I make my goals separate and off social media, I feel great about it. I feel ready to take on the challenge. And then when I share it on social media, I get this triggering feeling that I have to double check if the goal is even, quote, good enough. Anyone else feel like that before? And now that Instagram has updated their settings with the hiding likes option, I felt a mix of relief sometimes with my own mental health. There have been moments recently where I've hid my likes after posting for my own sake. It served as a reminder that I liked the content and it was worthy in my eyes, and that's what mattered. Not by how many likes I saw or how much reach it had. And if you haven't utilized the hiding like counts option on Instagram, I highly recommend you try it out for yourself. I like the idea of seeing social media as a slot machine. When an outcome is unpredictable, the behavior is more likely to repeat. If people knew they never were going to get money by playing the slot machine, then they never would play. It's the idea of a potential future reward that keeps the machines in use. That's similar to social media. We don't know how many likes a photo will get, nor do we know who will like the photo, and when the photo will receive likes. It's unknown outcome and the possibility of a desired outcome that keeps people wanting to continuously check on the platforms. In order to boost self-esteem and, and feel a sense of belonging in their social circles, people will post content with the hope of receiving positive feedback. And you've probably done this yourself and heard others around you making comments like, why are my likes so low for this post? Are your views low too? Why didn't this person like my post, but this other person did? These comments are a result of someone searching for validation on social media that serves as a replacement for meaningful connection they might otherwise make in real life. Not only does social media affect our mental health through comparisons, it also affects the way we portray body image and weight. This is a touchy subject for me. I don't talk about this as much as I think about it because I know journaling about these thoughts have helped me progress in more ways than sharing it out loud. But I'd be lying if I said social media wasn't a trigger for many people's portrayal of body image and weight. I had a conversation with my friend this past weekend on what we look at first in the image we're about to post on social media. And for me, I'll look at the body and then the face. 
Maybe it's because of what I dealt with internally from my past high school and college years, but my first instinct is to look at my body. How it looks in my eyes. Is it flattering, etc. I'm not at the toxic extent I used to be years ago, but certain things certainly trigger me. Many of us are feeling insecure coming out of the pandemic with extra weight. Some of us struggled in different ways trying to stay sane, and thus, it took a toll on our physical form. While some of us are struggling with weight gain, some of us are also struggling with weight loss. Whether it was intentional or not, we have our reasons. So don't compare yourself to someone else's body type because you don't know what they might be going through. On another note, I've had conversations with the younger generation on how social media affects their mental health. I've had high school students express how depressed they felt because they don't have the same body type as Kylie Jenner and they're almost the same age. Or how Mallory's body looks amazing in a swimsuit and it makes them feel insecure about wearing a swimsuit and sharing it on Instagram. Even college students comparing their fun lifestyle to other college students on Instagram and how they felt FOMO over not attending that Saturday night outing because someone shared it and it looked so fun. How many of us have been there? And it's not just the younger generation. Adults are vulnerable too. I saw a New York Times article uh, posted June 2018 called Honeymoon Hashtag Hell, which is a great read, by the way, that featured a newlywed couple who nearly separated after their honeymoon. Can you believe it? The reason was because the wife spent more time on the trip planning and shooting content than she spent with her husband. And she claimed, I had to prove to the world that I was having a great time. And so half of her day was spent shooting, editing, or planning Instagram posts. Did you know that according to the Not Social Media Survey in 2016, 70% of brides post on social media throughout their honeymoon? The wife said she felt compelled to prove to the world that her honeymoon was as epic as her wedding. Before and during the trip, she researched Instagrammable hotels, restaurants, and beaches. Her mindset revolved around what she wanted to post, share, and edit. Blown away by this. Can you imagine wanting to separate from your newly married wife because the honeymoon is all just one big show for validation on social media? <laughs> I can't even. I'll include the article in the description because it's truly a great article to read. Another point I want to make on how social media affects our mental health is the idea of what perfection is supposed to look like. When I was in high school, I struggled with the idea of what perfection was supposed to look like. It constantly changed from one year to the next. When I entered college, perfection in my eyes was deemed as being stick thin. I'll never forget how I would write a bunch of reminders in my notes to never lose sight of that. It, it's disturbing that I had that mindset, but I was so infatuated with it. To me, that was perfection. 
And I did a lot of negative and unhealthy things to get myself to that vision of perfection. And what's sad is that even when I got there, it still wasn't enough. How often do you question what perfection means? After years of changing my perspective, growing stronger in my Christian faith, and learning to love myself again, imperfections and all, my idea of perfection changed. I no longer wanted to be called perfect, because no one is perfect. And God didn't create us to be perfect. The last thing I want to discuss is knowing when to unfollow on Instagram for your mental health. So here's how I approach unfollowing people. Their content doesn't inspire me, makes me feel negative, or I genuinely don't vibe with the person, then I'll unfollow. I'm at the point in my life where I no longer need to surround myself with people who give out negative energy. Getting rid of those people is taking care of your mental health and putting you first. Don't ever forget that. I think just this past year alone, I've unfollowed almost 100 plus people. People I was just following from forever ago. People who are in different life stages that, that just don't resonate with where I'm at now. And just people I've distanced from. It's perfectly okay to unfollow people who just don't add anything positive to your mental health. I feel like many people react instantly as a sign of they don't like me versus seeing how maybe your content doesn't relate or resonate with them anymore. Maybe it did, but times have changed and maybe so have they. There are always infinite reasons as to why people may unfollow you. It's not always just the fact that they just dislike you. Try to keep things in perspective the next time instead of reacting right away. I hope that helps. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on what's real and what isn't in the world of social media. Insecurities. Hashtag no makeup. Hashtag no filter. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.